You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, gang, we are finally here. This is the first part of our 12-part limited series that we're going to be putting out every Tuesday called Build You Better. We're going to look at how we can you know, view our own lives, where we're currently at in our lives, and where we want to be in our lives through the lens of the hero's journey. If you're a regular on-the-run listener, this is something that we've been talking about since the very beginning. Um, I, I want to go ahead and talk why we're doing it way because this isn't I don't think this is necessarily like a self-help series I'm not a guru I just wanted to go ahead and share with you all something that has been incredibly important for my life and I didn't necessarily think we were ever going to do a series like this but um, a lot of you have really emphasized that you know when we've talked about the hero's journey it contrasts to the to the victim's journey and when we've taken just regular people such as the amazing guests who have appeared on our show and we have looked at their lives through the steps in the hero journey hero's journey we really begin to realize that there's a reason why they call this the mono myth it's how we really analyze growth it's how we look at obstacles it's how we really understand our place in the universe and uh we can't go ahead and get started without first really you know letting me level with you for a minute i am went ahead and put this out on Substack. We're, we're doing additional content on Substack uh, for this series, so go ahead and make sure you're subscribing to that if you're listening to this. It's at remso.substack.com. And, um, you know, I went through a very difficult phase in my life after I left um, Mary Military Institute. It was a two-year military junior college. I just commissioned as a officer in the Virginia National Guard. And when I got back, I would started working in D.C. I was finishing off my bachelor's at Liberty University. And a lot of shit went down in a very short amount of time. Um, you know, I, I got betrayed by some very close friends. I lost some friends. Um, had a very good friend who died you know, very tragically. I uh, had multiple friends die pretty tragically, actually. Um, I was not doing as good academically physically I was kind of all over the place and I was in a car accident and my you know physical health changed after that I mean 2016 2015 through 2017 was really the some of the darkest years of my life but what really helped me was going and getting uh, professional counseling one of the men that really helped me um, was a was a counselor named Josh I I went to the the uh, the health department at um, Liberty University, and I sought, uh, you know, um, an anger management counselor after getting some recommendations from people I trusted. And Josh and I would meet uh, once or twice a week, every week for an entire semester. And then after that, um, you know, I went and I met with several other therapists and uh, psychiatrists for the next couple of years because I was just at a point in my life where 
I felt that my hero's journey was basically over and that everything for me going forward was pain and disappointment and lackluster success. Because when I graduated from high school to when I graduated um, from MMI as an army officer, that was and still is probably one of the most transformative periods of my life. Um, the adventures I had, the stories I, I you know, developed, the, the people I encountered, the challenges and tribulations I had to overcome in order to survive that school, um, it's stuff that I'm very grateful for now. And I don't think I really appreciated it at the time until many years later. I'm a much older man now. But, you know, I looked at that. And at the time, going from all of that, thinking I've got everything down, thinking I've already slain dragons and just done the most metal shit imaginable to go from that to go to a point where I felt like I was constantly failing at everything I did was um was was hard because here I am thinking that the hero at the end of his journey life is great after that and for a while life really was great but when you get to this period where you're like, okay, maybe I'm just in a bad season. Okay, maybe I'm just having a bad month. Okay, maybe I'm just having a bad half the year. Okay, maybe I'm just having a bad year. Then you get to the point where you're like, maybe life just sucks after this. Maybe I've already gone on my grand adventure, and maybe this is the rest of my life now, which is a complete betrayal of everything I thought. But the thing about the hero's journey, and you see this through fiction uh, primarily, where it's a great example of ways we can really connect to it is the fact that the hero's journey is not just something you go through once in your life. The hero's journey is repetitious. The hero's journey is a thousand journeys. And I think it's important that we realize that they call the hero's journey the monomyth because everything in you know human culture throughout the world, all of our stories featuring heroes follow the hero's journey. And what we're going to do is each week we're going to go ahead and cover one part of the hero's journey. And we're going to look at you know some, some fictional situations, some real events, how I've used it in my life, and um, how you could try and think about how you apply it to yours. I remember at one point when I really began to look at the hero's journey as something that wasn't just something for writing stories and was a way of seeing where you are in your life in order to understand where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. It was in 2018. I was, uh, some of you may know this, I was selling uh, Chinese lead-tainted makeup business to business in um, D.C. and Baltimore for a couple of weeks. It was the worst job I ever had, but I had a pretty cool mentor at the time who was kind of assigned to teach me the ropes of hustling, and his name was uh, DJ. And DJ and I were... Um, sitting down during lunch. We had 30-minute lunch breaks because God knows when you're a hustler, you got to take that 30-minute lunch break, which is funny because anyone working minimum wage or you know an entry-level job is very familiar with those 30-minute lunch breaks. They're, they're not really breaks. But we spoke during that time while we were eating. And um, DJ had been a reporter in San Francisco, was, was on the news pretty often. He quit that to take a job at this company and um, he did very well in sales, so much so that he moved to New York and actually bought the old Stratton Oak, uh, Oakman or Stratton Oakmont, whatever, whatever Jordan Belfort's company was called from the Wolf of Wall Street. He actually bought the office that Jordan Belfort used at Stratton Oakmont. That was at Stratton Oakmont. And um, that became the company's new 
new headquarters in the state of New York. And long story short, he fucked it up, started living that Wolf of Wall Street lifestyle. At that point, I mean, he had he had gone from like, you know, beat reporter to TV news reporter. He was dating a model. He cheated on her, got caught, quit the job, moved to New York, did extremely well, changed as a person, bought this, you know, mythical office space, was doing great, was making tons of money, and then he lost it all. And now he he was working at our uh, our Tyson's Corner office in Virginia. And now he was dealing with me having to work the streets selling makeup again. And, um, you know, at that time, I just uh, finished the draft for my second book, How to Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship. So I'd already been thinking, like, you know, about all this type of stuff. But we started talking, and he was like, how can you go from being... And he didn't say this in, like, a mean way. He's like, you're so accomplished. You've been to college. You've done all this shit. You're an author. Like, why are you really doing this, man? And I looked at him. I'm like, dude, I think I'm in a part of my hero's journey where I'm encountering a death and resurrection. And he looked at me, he's like, what the hell are you talking about? And I explained to him what the, what the hero's journey was. I explained it to him how by looking at my life through this lens, it had positively helped me get out of some, you know, shitty situations because I figured out how I could get past things. And he looked at me, he's like, you know what? I think I've lived a couple hero's journeys, but I think I'm in, that phase too, where I'm going to do something great. I just don't know what's next. And sometimes I fear I don't know where I'm going. And that was one of those moments where I realized, my God, all he had to do was take a moment to analyze it and see himself as his own hero. And now he's starting to realize things that he might not have realized otherwise. So that's just kind of an explanation. We're going to keep it short. We're going to go ahead and just talk about the first step because every journey has a first step. The ordinary world. I'm reading this from uh, libguides.com from uh, Grand Valley State University. It's their university library. I'm going to go ahead and leave a link to this in the show notes so you can go ahead and maybe you know read ahead a little bit. But the ordinary world, um, you know, they're they're talking... Let me see. They, they, don't, they don't describe the book that they're pulling this from, but uh, we'll, we'll discuss the step, and then we'll discuss an example. And what they did was they went ahead and pulled a bunch of examples from a di- bunch of different movies and books. So the first step in the hero's journey is the ordinary world. This is the original world of the hero, which suffers from symbolic deficiency. The hero is lacking something, or something is taken from him. This is the neutral ground where things aren't great, but things aren't necessarily bad either. This is your normal day-to-day. This is where people feel comfortable in both the things that bring them joy and they're comfortable with accepting the things that take away that joy or the things that restrict their freedom. They've just gotten to the point where they're complacent with it. Maybe you're like that as a job where it's fine, it pays the bills, but you don't like it. Maybe you're like that in a relationship where you're just like, you know, I am... I, I like having the safety of knowing that I've got this person next to me, but I'm not happy with how I'm being treated or I don't feel fulfilled by it. Um, maybe it's just because you're not doing anything and you're just like, well, I should be doing something more, but I don't know what it is. What, what are some examples of this? Well, they went ahead and pulled an example from The Eye of the World by Robert Jordan. The residents of Edmonds Field lead ordinary lives, Rand Althor, Matt, Perrin, and uh, Eugene are youths coming of age in a quiet agrarian town. Rand uh, 
Rand and Ewan have romantic interests in each other, while Rand, Matt, and Perrin are boyhood friends. This is the setting stage. And I, I think um, what really points out to somebody when they're noticing something about their ordinary world is it can come from a point of, let's call it massive love and massive complacency. Uh, massive love, you know, let, let's look at the Lego movie. I think the Lego movie is great. You've got the main character, uh, Chris Pratt's character, in the Lego movie, you know, everything is awesome, everything is cool when you're part of a team, everything is awesome when you're building the dream. I love that movie. And, um, you know, everything is awesome, everything is great. But what begins to threaten it is when you have um, uh, Lord Business or whatever, Will, Will Ferrell's character, he comes in and he really starts screwing around with, um, you know, the, the, the Lego world or whatever it's called. And, and what you begin to see is that, you know, now his world is being threatened. This great place is being threatened. But the thing is, is that he also was at a point where it's like, you know, he loved the world, but he also didn't feel like he was really appreciated or part of it because he was a regular dude and he wasn't even really great at anything. He was just remembered as one of the construction guys, one of the team. And uh, people don't take him too seriously. So while he's in a situation where he loves the world, he loves his life, he has no animosity towards anyone, he also feels a lack of purpose in his life, a lack of identity. Something just isn't making him feel fulfilled. So that's why when he gets pulled on the journey to become a master builder, um, you know, he, he begins to follow that through. So... You know, there, there's a situation where it's like things are good. Now let's look at a situation where things are bad. Let's look at Ready Player One. We're in like this post-apocalyptic, heavy corporatist world where, you know, the main character lives in poverty, broken family. Things aren't great. Um, and he knows things aren't great. And he's just kind of happy to get by and be left alone and get into the par part of the story where he's playing that, you know, life lifelike video game simulation uh, MM whatever the kids are calling it these days, that's his escape. So he understands the world is shit, but he's basically left alone and he's given his small sense of happiness. And when he gets to the point where he actually gets to, you know, jump into the story where they have to go ahead and find the creator of that whole world's uh, big treasure, um, that's where he is launched out of it. And even with Luke Skywalker, Luke is, Luke is ambivalent. Luke... You know, Luke is lucky that he has his aunt and uncle taking care of him and everything else, but Luke is bored. Luke is in a place where he's not happy or sad. He's just bored. That is his ordinary world. What do all of these characters have in common? They identify something isn't right, and they're looking for the challenge. So when the challenge is there, they, they have a big choice to make. And what, what's important about the ordinary world is that um, this is something that the, the the main character, the hero, is going to have to carry with them forever because while they go through their journey, they have to remember, what am I protecting? What am I saving? What was the ordinary world? That's what gives them that sense of love, the people, their friends, their family, um, their community, something about where they're from that's special. That's what lights the fire. But, you know, that sense of them that is also yearning for something that feels empty that's also important, too, because that points out insecurities. That points out, you know, something that they've had a hard time identifying. So while you might love something, there's always something about that something that is always going to make you uncomfortable sometimes. Maybe it's your weight. 
Maybe it's your self-confidence. Maybe it's, a, you know, not taking a chance on something and you're wondering why you didn't take those chances earlier. While the hero carries what he loves, he also needs to care, you know, what he carry what, while the hero remembers what he carries, you know, in terms of what he loves, he also carries his insecurities. So while the love pushes him forward and carries him throughout the journey, it's that sense of that that pit of what is missing, what makes me feel sad, what is not working, that they have to chip through. Because while they're going through this journey and they're encountering every everything in front of them, they also have to go ahead and overcome what's inside of them. So the love pushes them forward, but that void, that pit, needs to be filled and also chipped away at the same time so that way the hero can change. This is the ordinary world. Evaluate it, understand it, point out what you love, and also point out what is missing, what you identify as a problem. Uh, next week, we'll go ahead and cover the call to adventure. Let's keep this conversation going. Follow me on Twitter at HeyRemso, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. And please, you've got regular shows every Monday and Thursday if you're a new listener. Subscribe to the Substack so you can go ahead and get more information on this Build You Better series. Because at the end of the day, we're all the heroes of our own story. It's just beginning to identify that where we're going to really understand where we are in our hero's journey and how to slay dragons and accomplish that next big amazing point of our lives that we don't think we could have discovered otherwise. Nonetheless, overcome. I'm Ramsey W. Martinez. I'll talk to you later. Oh.